gehört. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Geneva looks beautiful. It's beautiful. It has a lake. It has this shadow. It's very peaceful. But there is a dark side to it. Everything evil in the world related to demo side unfortunately comes from Geneva. You have WHO in Geneva. You have Gavi. Then you have the WEF, the World Economic Forum, which my father was a co-founder and left Paul Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s, that has diplomatic immunity. I, as a Swiss citizen, right here now, declare that the WEF is not eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Why the WEF, WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. And we Swiss are hosting them? That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity. But you've done it. I'm the victim, I'm dying from it. And my mother too. It's a demo side and you'll be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity. Maybe there is a Geneva-Swiss syndrome, but definitely there is a, a UN syndrome. Because people are so afraid of what's going on because the United Nations is occupied that people in there don't understand. Those who understand keep quiet or try to speak in different ways to help people to wake up. So if you understand that, you know that this was very easy to carve a world government. If you don't have a force that stops that and says, we the people is more important. And that's what we're doing now. We're trying to build a we the people movement that is very global, something completely different. But what is going on in Geneva is, is the opposite at the moment. There is no right to WHO to give any orders to dictate to the whole world like they had done. And the Global Alliance for Vaccine Immunization, Gavi, got total immunity from the Swiss government. You can find this, admin.lex in the Swiss database. Go and look. This is a coup d'etat, clearly. It's a global crime scene. And we are bringing little pieces of evidence to people with humility, because in science, you always have a doubt. It's a, it's a healthy doubt. And I think that is a very important attitude. I believe personally, Geneva has a better future. Swiss neutrality has to be restored. We have no future not being neutral. And the young people who survive through this will be the guarantors, hopefully, that such institutions can never again take foothold in our blessed country. Never again. The snakehead is in Geneva. I call it a direct, clear and present danger to the Swiss population. But I can tell you, it is being cut off. If you have a house of cards, 
and this is a house of cards of a criminal. One card pulled by justice and the whole card house collapses. But from hope alone it is not done. Everybody must now change the spirit. And all the vaccinated, the injected, knowing that they are poisoned, we are the masses. We are billions of people. Let's just stand up and say, stop. We will not comply. And in French, ni oubli, ni pardon. Because we are the guardians of humanity and our light obliterates the darkness of evil. Always. Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome to World War Three. It is the American Journal. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith today. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Don't be sad, though, because Harrison Smith is now hosting the War Room until Owen gets back from his federally assigned vacation. All is well. I believe that Owen shared the information to send him letters and support. I don't know if we have that readily available. We can definitely show that later on in the show. I'm certainly going to be trying to write Owen a letter at least once a week just to help him pass the time, and I encourage you all to do the same and show your support. I know from friends of mine and family members of mine who have actually served time that that makes a major difference. World War III, folks. It seems to be on the cusp. Yesterday, I was very proud that I was able to get through the whole show without mentioning Israel or Hamas once. I think maybe it came up just briefly in one passing comment here or there. But we were able to actually do a whole show without talking about it. But that time has ended because this news is just too important. I was actually in a debate with my wife last night about this issue specifically. She is someone who has quite a substantial amount of sympathy for Israel and quite a lack thereof for Palestine. And I can understand that. And we were talking about why it is that the United States, that so many people in the United States of America are so concerned with what's going on in Israel, but we neglect or ignore or disregard so many other conflicts where innocents are harmed as well. Like the Armenian deaths that are happening now or any given conflict with warlords in any given nation in Africa over a period of time. Why is it that when bad things happen all over the world, we don't really care, but then when they happen to Israel, we care so much. And I raise the point that I think it's because we have an emotional response when something bad happens to the Jews because of what happened in the Holocaust. I think there's an extra amount of sympathy emotionally that bypasses our rational part of our brain and goes straight to our compassion or our heart because it is so entrenched in our psyche, the terrible thing that happened during World War II to the Jewish people. And that's not a bad thing in and of itself, but it does often keep us from being able to see both sides 
of a conflict. It keeps us from extending our hearts to those who are innocent on the other side of a conflict. Obviously, what happened on October 7th to Israel was a terrorist act. And we can debate about the details of whether this picture is real or this video is real. But we know a terrorist attack happened. And we know that innocent people were harmed by Hamas in Israel and that it was terrible. That's a fact. No one's actually arguing against that. But what we often fail to see is that there are innocent people in Palestine. And I've been very critical of Palestine. I've been very critical of all of the people in Palestine, especially Hamas. But that doesn't mean that there aren't innocent people there. And if we go to the Bible and we look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, there is a message in the Old Testament that supports the argument that if there is one innocent person present, that person should be saved and not punished along with the wicked. Which is what I was telling my wife. I was telling my wife that our response was warranted, in my opinion, that Israel should have responded to what happened to them on October 7th, but that just indiscriminately bombing whole regions and killing civilians was not the appropriate response. And I know that Hamas is accused, and it's probably true, I know that they're accused of intentionally putting their civilians in dangerous situations, in dangerous areas, or intentionally setting up their military operations in civilian areas so that when civilians are killed, they can use that as propaganda against Israel. I understand that. As I told my wife in our conversation, if somebody were using a human shield, a child is a human shield, shield, would you shoot the child so that you could shoot the criminal or the terrorist? No. And so just because Hamas may be keeping people or engaging in military operations or terrorist activity among civilians doesn't mean that Israel should go ahead and bomb anyway. It does mean that Hamas is complicit in the deaths of innocent people in Palestine. Absolutely. They are evil. They are complicit in those deaths. But that doesn't mean that you pull the trigger and do it anyway. And so when trying to navigate this situation, I think it's important that we realize there are innocent people on both sides and there is evil on both sides. I believe that Hamas is more evil than Israel, but I believe that Israel, the government of Israel, knew that this attack was coming and allowed it to happen to gain international support to commit a genocide. I really believe that they don't know how to solve the problem in Palestine that they have being adjacent to these terrorists that they may or may not have actually nurtured into being terrorists. I'm not even going to take a stance on that in this, in this point. But they have a right to, they have a right to respond, but not the right to, to harm innocent people. It's as simple as that. And so when taking a side, my suggestion was, why didn't they go in and actually make arrests? Or why didn't they just target the leaders of Hamas instead of bombing the entire area. And I think the reason is because Israel knows that it can't solve this problem that it has of this heavily terrorist area without killing all the innocent people too. 
And unfortunately, what's going to happen is Israel is going to continue with this aggression. It's going to rope in the United States, and it could potentially start World War III and even nuclear war among several different nations. And all of those who survive in Palestine, whether it's in Gaza or in the West Bank, are going to hate Israel more than any other generation in their region down the road. Every survivor in the region becomes an even more radicalized terrorist later. It's what Ron Paul was talking about with blowback. So we installed the Shah in 1979. Look what happened. 9-11, many, many years later. And I think Israel realizes this, and I think they're just going to try to kill everybody or move everybody out. Obviously, it seems to be working because the Pentagon belatedly reveals two dozen U.S. personnel were wounded in a spate of drone attacks in Iraq and Syria. So now the United States has civilians who are wounded by Israeli attacks. The Pentagon revealed in a late Tuesday statement that in just the past week, U.S. and coalition forces have been attacked at least 10 times in Iraq, as well as three times in Syria via a mix of one-way attack drones and rockets, according to Brig General Pat Ryder, speaking to NBC. But the real bombshell development, which Biden's defense officials have apparently sat on for several days, is that some 24 U.S. personnel were wounded in the attacks, according to the NBC statement. Steve Watson goes on to write, Two dozen American military personnel were wounded last week in a series of drone attacks at American bases in Iraq and Syria, U.S. Central Command told NBC News on Tuesday. The Pentagon confirmed the attacks last week, but the number of U.S. casualties has not been previously disclosed. So we are already seeing American victims of this conflict and victims of this conflict that are not victims at the hands of Hamas specifically here, but actually friendly fire, so to speak. And this extends to what's happening here in the United States. We see that this is having an impact on our domestic politics because the likes of Ron DeSantis are ordering University of Florida to shut down pro-Palestine groups for violating laws against anti-Semitism. So now the Republican Party, which for the last several years has been the party of freedom of speech, as soon as it's hearing speech it doesn't like, is backpedaling on its principled position of freedom of speech, the whole purpose of which is to allow speech that you disagree with or that you hate because we're supposed to know that the laws we pass against our enemies we are also held accountable to. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. The globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5G or the GMO crops. They're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the EPA has authorized companies and industry to use. One of the top pesticides used is atrazine. The allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant. Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who have already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it. 
tap water, whatever, well water, almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount. It's probably the lowest price out there. You need this filter. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. Ron DeSantis now apparently against the freedom of speech. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday ordered the University of Florida to shut down their Students for Justice in Palestine group for violating Florida's laws against anti-Semitism, the Daily Signal reports. So not only is he attacking the right to freedom of speech here with this group, but he's also seemingly attacking the right to assemble by not only calling for the speech to end, but for the group to be totally dismantled. And keep in mind, I do not sympathize with the pro-Palestinian protesters. And I don't really sympathize with the pro-Israel protesters either, except to the extent that those protests are explicitly about this attack that happened on October 7th. I am not particularly fond of the culture in Palestine. I am not particularly fond of the radicalism there or the terrorism there. I don't support these protests. I would not attend one. And frankly, I don't think that I see eye to eye with hardly anyone at one of these protests, except maybe a few close friends who have a more nuanced position on their support for Palestine. But I don't advocate that these protests be shut down that these people not be allowed to voice their opinions, that they not be allowed to meet. But apparently, Governor DeSantis does. Governor DeSantis just ordered the University of Florida and the University of South Florida to deactivate their Students for Justice in Palestine groups for violating Florida's laws against anti-Semitism. Here's an email. Sent to the president, it looks like, of the State University System of Florida. During a holy Jewish holiday, the recognized terrorist organization Hamas launched an unprovoked attack on Israel. Among those killed were babies, women, and elderly. True. To date, approximately 1,400 Israelis have been killed, including 31 American citizens. Governor DeSantis, our state university system, and the Florida college system have condemned these attacks. They do mention the 
Israeli victims who my heart genuinely goes out to, but they do not seem to mention any of the innocent Palestinian victims since this attack. Hamas is responsible for this attack and claims it as Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. In the wake of this terror, military leaders of Hamas have called for the mobilization of Palestinians in support of the operation. In response and leading up to a day of resistance, the National Students for Justice in Palestine, National SJP, released a toolkit which refers to Operation Al-Aqsa Flood as the resistance and unequivocally states Palestinian students in exile are part of this movement, not in solidarity with this movement. It is a felony under Florida law to knowingly provide material support to a designated foreign terrorist organization. Here, National SJP has affirmatively identified it is part of the Operation Al-Aqsa Flood, a terrorist-led attack. State University System of Florida has at least two institutions with active National SJP chapters. These chapters exist under the headship of the National Students for Justice in Palestine, who distributed a toolkit identifying themselves as part of the Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. So, they are officially declaring that Hamas is a terrorist organization, which I agree with, but I'm not sure that it has that legal status. I have to look into that. I know that the media has been reluctant to refer to it as a terrorist organization. I know that the AP refuses to refer to Hamas as a terrorist organization. I personally believe that it is, but I'm not sure that it legally is. But apparently Governor DeSantis and his administration in Florida has confidently come to that conclusion And not only have they come to the conclusion that Hamas is a terrorist organization, but they have come to the conclusion that the national SJP is providing material support. Now, I was – I'm not a lawyer, but I'm under the impression that material support is if you're actually providing services or money or products to a terrorist organization. I don't think it counts as material support if you're sending out a newsletter or a toolkit – that says you're in support, uh, in support of an operation. It seems to me that that would be covered under freedom of speech. It's not the same thing as Joe Biden giving millions upon millions of dollars, billions upon billions of dollars to Nazis. See, that would be a violation of the Trading with the Enemies Act or when Prescott Bush was on the board of a bank that was engaged in financial transactions with the Nazis. See, that's the trading with the enemies act. That's a violation. That's material support to enemies of the United States or to terrorist organizations. But I'm not sure that just coming out and saying as an organization, as a student organization, that you would like to show support for an operation, regardless of how egregious or who it was committed by, I'm not sure that that constitutes material support. And I know that he's just trying to garner sort of neocon support for his campaign by using this sort of rhetoric, but when push comes to shove, this policy here, regardless of whether it's the law or not, the fact that it's being enforced is a violation of freedom of speech. Regardless of whether or not it's protected by our First Amendment legally in this country, you are born with the inalienable right to say what you want to say and to assemble with whom you want to assemble. And we have DeSantis here coming out and forcing these universities to shut down these student organizations. Student organizations which I vehemently oppose and frankly disgusted by. I even showed you a clip last week on this show of the Muslim Student Association from years ago where a student 
acknowledged that she was in support of the rounding up of all Jews in Israel so that they could be eradicated from the face of the earth all at once. So you should know by now that I am opposed to radical Islam. I am opposed to anti-Semitism. I am opposed to genocide of all kinds, whether committed by Israel or by Hamas or anyone else. But you should have the right to say how you feel Because after all, what is freedom of speech if not the expression of freedom of thought? What are words if not thoughts shared? Restrictions on freedom of speech are a form of restrictions on freedom of thought. Obviously, the government doesn't yet have the ability to police our thoughts. Maybe it does with voice-to-school technology. So it goes as far as it can, as it always does, And it will always seek to inhibit our right to freedom of speech because, after all, that's how individuals share thoughts with one another and engage in the thinking that is the collective consciousness of any culture. And we see this campaign taking on several fronts, several different forms. Israel demands that the U.N. chief resign after he says Hamas attacks did not occur in a vacuum. Though I do find it hard to believe that any two groups of people would hate each other for no reason. And we're going to get into Biden's press secretary doing a complete 180 in the next segment. In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com, which is going to be back up by 10 a.m. Central Time today. Make sure you bookmark it in your browser because we do have some great sales going on. 60% 60% off Brainforce Plus. In the meantime, why don't you go over to Amazon and get a copy of The Great Awakening by Alex Jones. Let's get that book trending on Amazon. Go ahead and go to Amazon.com, type in The Great Awakening by Alex Jones, and get a copy today to show support and keep InfoWars on the air and support Alex Jones, who fights like no one else for this country. We'll be right back after this break. The most powerful InfoWars live formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Tune into the American Journal where Chase Geyser deciphers the heartbeat of a nation. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane. Ain't got time to take a fast train. Lonely days are gone. I'm a gone. Welcome back to the American Journal. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who is now hosting. War Room until Owen Schroyer returns. And then you'll get your favorite host, America's favorite host, back on the American Journal. 
After claiming Monday that the Biden administration has not seen any credible threats to Jews and instead touting hate-fueled attacks against Muslims, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre did a 180 and claimed that she misheard the question about the troubling rise of anti-Semitism. What a convenient excuse. Oh, I didn't understand the question. It reminds me of RFK claiming that he didn't understand the question around abortion that we covered yesterday when he backpedaled. Let's go ahead and run clip 10. This level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. All right. I want to make something clear uh, at the top because I understand how important uh, moral clarity is, especially at this time. So when Jews are targeted because of their beliefs or their identity, when Israel is singled out because of anti-Jewish hatred, that is anti-Semitism, and that is unacceptable. There is no place for anti-Semitism, full stop, period. This is important to the president. It's important to me personally and to everyone in the administration. Following the Hamas terror attacks in Israel, which were the deadliest for Jews since the Holocaust. The president has been consistent and clear. We must all do our part and forcefully, forcefully speak out against anti-Semitism. And we must ensure that there is no place for hate in America. It's so crazy to hear her say that because I agree with everything that she said in the second half when she walked it back and she said when Jews are targeted for their beliefs or identity. That is anti-Semitism, and that is wrong. I absolutely agree with that. How come the same principles, the same logic, can't be applied to when Americans are targeted for their beliefs or their identity? How is that not anti-Americanism? When MAGA Republicans are targeted for their beliefs and their identity, it's okay. That's not anti-Americanism. Because exactly what she said about why anti-Semitism is wrong, to me, is why anti-Americanism is wrong. Why is it that patriotic Americans should be targeted for their beliefs, their identities? Why is it that we should be continuously sold out to foreign interests and the interests of the political class of the United States of America, of the political class of the world, these globalists, And then when we go to defend ourselves and our rights and our identities and our beliefs and our interests, we are targeted, literally targeted. If you're a host on InfoWars, you have a 33% chance of going to prison. And you've got a 66% chance of being sued. Meanwhile, we have a situation in which we see both parties supporting World War III. And I know for a long time in this country, people always talked about reaching across the aisle and how good that is. About bipartisan support. 
Oh, don't we just love a bill that has bipartisan support? Don't we just want to compromise and work together? Let me tell you something, folks. When you compromise, it's when both parties lose. When you make a deal, both parties win. But when you compromise, that means that both sides are making a sacrifice of principle. I don't believe in bipartisanship. I don't believe in reaching across the aisle. And frankly, whenever I see anything bipartisan or with bipartisan support like this World War III we are about ready to engage in, that screams to me uniparty. Let's see how Hillary Clinton responds to this criticism from a concerned American patriot. Clip one. Struck by the hypocrisy of this. Two more people I, I to hear from. I'm sorry. You, you have a the, chance. Well, the, I'm not sorry. The, the hip, sit down. I, I know you're not sorry. People, That's the point. The hypocrisy of this talk. speech. The I'm hypocrisy of the fact that. Frank what, what do you have? Can you please? Can you, can you please make a statement about President Joe Biden's speech? This is a clearly warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for $100 billion of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, and we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III, and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton sit here. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. You know, yes. this is not, what, what, this is not no, the way no, to have no, a conversation. I'm sorry. If you want to have a conversation, you're no, welcome to come you, talk to you me can, afterwards. You can sit here. Okay, right. You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna wait for me, right? I, please, I, I don't, I, I do not believe and I will you. Listen to you, and I, do, I will respond. I do to not you. believe you. But Respectfully, right. I do not believe you. Well, and the fact just, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what needs to be heard. Yeah, because they are being because heard. our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are that's you. That's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. You're, now we're gonna. I'm turn not gonna sit down. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop working. I'm gonna wait here. I'm going to exercise my free speech but until I'm It's until not I'm free speech when you this, are disrupting yes, everybody it is. else's opportunity. It is free speech. This is free speech, everyone. This is free speech. That is not free speech. This is people constructing narratives that are openly hypocritical. I'm sorry. You, the, the incredible hypocrisy. You, you know, tell me you John Foster Dulles went with Eleanor Roosevelt? To bring this Declaration of the Rights of Man, John Foster Dulles was involved with the CIA. Oh, yeah. Well, you're brilliant in your oh, historical yes. thank, yes, thank uh, you. And the Pinochet, the Pinochet regime. Oh, please, listen. could you please inform me about the United States okay, involved in these historical to, things? We're going to move right. on Ms. to Clinton, will, you Joe Biden, will you denounce Joe Biden's Will you denounce Joe Biden's speech? Not just yelling about it. So, Frank, I want to turn to you because... You are from Uganda, and Uganda's 2020 of us are on Team America despite our flaws. And our what strikes me about that video specifically is when we see leftists protest at events like that, there's a couple of differences I want to point out to what we just saw there. 
The first thing is typically when leftists barge in to an event like that, they do so in a large group. They make a lot of noise outside. They do it together as a social event. The other thing is that when they do it, they're often doing it for attention. And there's frequently a close friend or comrade, for lack of a better term, actually, it's probably the perfect term, that's sitting next to them or right in front of them to make sure they can capture the video and get the face very clearly of whoever is speaking or being the greatest disruptor because it's about attention and social proof and virtue signaling when leftists do that. But that man right there was wearing a hat. Somebody in the back was filming him. He went into a situation in which there was no one really there supporting him. He went into the enemy territory and voiced his opinion. You can hear the concern in his voice. If you look at his outfit, if you guys can pull this up, he looks exactly like the Abraham Lincoln figure in Rockwell's famous free speech painting. This guy is there by himself, not seeking attention, taking time out of his day for no reason other than to try to get a real answer from this woman who supports this conflict, these conflicts. World War III. We're going to get into more of the globalist agenda around this in the next segment, how it's impacting our farmers and how America is being sold out. We're on the cusp of this war. He looks exactly like that guy. Stick with us. Make sure you get The Great Awakening on Amazon.com today and visit DefendJones.com today. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
back to the American Journal, folks. So much going on as World War III has begun. And it's not just about a military conflict, but it's about the selling out of America's sovereignty in exchange for assured wealth and power among our political class and a conspiracy among every nation's political class. They're in a club, folks, and you're not in it. Tyson Foods to bring bug-based protein to U.S. markets after joining forces with world leader in insect ingredients. All while, of course, our farms are being sold off and the economic situation is such that our farmers who do have land or equipment to farm the land can't afford to do so because the margins are getting tighter and tighter. And let me tell you, folks, if we wind up in World War III against China, our farmers are going to feel the pain more than anyone because that would mean an embargo on exports of agriculture to China. Tyson Foods announced a new partnership with a Dutch company that brands itself as the world leader in insect ingredients. What a great slogan to foster more sustainable protein production. So they're doing this in the name of climate change. Let's bounce into clip six and then take it from there. There's no doubt that there's a real attack on farmers happening on every corner of this planet, which logically poses one very obvious question. If you get rid of the farmers, you still need to eat something, especially yeah. protein, right? Maybe they don't want um, the food production like it is uh, right now. I mean, um, we, we produce uh, potatoes and we produce uh, milk and we produce uh, meat. And um, maybe there's a government who doesn't want us to eat anymore that kind of food. Mm. And so instead turn to what? Oh, insects, <laughs> bugs, I don't know. Today, the European Commission has officially declared mealworms to be food. It could be a game changer for insect farmers. They're now hoping to grow their businesses and turn insects into another source of protein for Europeans, even if just a niche one. There's this top-down globalist idea that certain Western countries have diets that they do not approve of. In other words, they're more meat-based, and they feel that humans don't need meat-based protein, and they want to either force people to follow their paradigms or they want to buy or accumulate farmland, and that's how they're going to farm it. It's sort of like the Soviet Union or Mao's cultural revolution. It's top-down, and it results in disasters. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization in 2013, they put out this very bizarre report, uh, and they said, we need Westerners to start eating bugs, right? And that wasn't on anybody's radar. We didn't eat bugs. That's disgusting. And so they said, we need a massive propaganda campaign in the media to convince them that they're going to save the planet. Well, we're seeing that. NPR, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC, even Fox News, right? They've been peddling this idea that bugs are delicious and nutritious. Now you got all these celebrities eating bugs and teaching people that it's trendy and cool to eat bugs. And and as we speak, they are right now building the largest insect protein processing facility on the planet outside Decatur, Illinois. They're building another one up in Canada. They know there's not really demand for bugs right now, right? How many Americans do you know that are clamoring for cricket sandwiches, right? Practically none. Uh, and so I expect that as these food shortages develop, as the price of staples goes through the roof, people will say, okay, I'm really hungry. My kids are really hungry. I can't afford a steak anymore. So, all right, I'll just, I'll eat your stupid crickets. Well, there you have it, folks. And notice that all those reports in that video were coming from globalist organizations, the likes of 
the United Nations, namely. And this is something that's being forced upon us. And they claim that it's about either climate or world hunger. But if we know anything about governments, they love when a crisis comes because when a crisis hits a people, the first thing a mass population will do is sell out their liberties and their rights in exchange for relief. I don't believe that our government would prefer anything more than a food crisis or a food shortage in the United States of America because if something like that were to happen, you can bet your bottom dollar, your worthless bottom dollar, that everyone in the nation, in terms of NPCs, so 90% of people, would do whatever it takes to get food, sell out whatever rights they have to get food, to get relief from this pain. Let's pop over to clip number seven and see the climate argument. We all know how important insects are for the environment, but climate researchers say bugs could be a game changer in the fight to protect the planet in ways you may not have imagined. Tina Krause has the story from London. Adding some insects to the mix is customary in the kitchen in some parts of the world. Now climate experts think that protein-packed pests could offer a real solution to the global food crisis. Scientists in Germany are not pushing to get their critters on your plate. They see another benefit. Our interest is to make uh, insects as an alternative for the use of soybean-derived proteins. Large-scale growth of soybeans has been blamed for extensive deforestation. Since farming insects takes less land and water, these researchers believe bugs could become the livestock feed of the future. To have a more sustainable production of proteins, we need alternatives, and I see insects as a perfect tool. Experts also developed a fungi that converts organic waste into a diet for these soldier flies. And you can make so many things out of insects and um, to make the world better. And with insect farming booming around the world, researchers are busy as bees looking for more climate-friendly fixes. Tina Kraus, CBS News. It's estimated up to 1.2 trillion insects are raised on farms each year as companies race to find a high-protein, low-carbon solution to feed animals and the world's population. CBS Saturday Morning. We'll be right back. Let me tell you something, folks. Starvation is not because there's an issue with food shortage. Starvation is caused by bad economic and bad government policy. The greatest example of starvation that I know of in history is between 1958 and 1962 during the Great Leap Forward when upwards of 100 million Chinese communist civilians starved to death. And I know that there are reports that that had something to do with drought. But it had more to do with the fact that Mao was trying to industrialize China. He was moving everyone from the rural areas into the cities, into the factories, and all of the communists responsible for the different districts or counties of China were too afraid to accurately report to the higher-ups within the Chinese Communist Party that they were not meeting harvest quotas. Because after all, a communist regime is a very terrifying thing to be a part of, and you are always going to be terrified of your higher up, and the pain goes downward. So 100 million people starved. We know that the Soviet Union caused the starvation of 
millions upon millions of Ukrainians when Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. Keep in mind that Ukraine is considered the breadbasket of Europe. It's some of the most fertile land in the entirety of the earth. And why is it that those who are farmers and they live in the most fertile area of the world are starving? Well, it's because in communism, you have centralized government. And the centralized government wants to seize all of the crop yields, all of the harvest, and then redistribute it to society. And what they were doing was they were taking all the food that was harvested from the Ukrainians, and the Ukrainians just weren't getting it back in time because centralized management of supply chains like that doesn't work as well as Adam Smith's invisible hand. And so when we look at starvation throughout history, sometimes it's because of a natural disaster, but usually it's because of a policy issue. I believe that even in the event of the potato famine, was it not the case that the Irish starved because they were only allowed to eat potatoes and they weren't allowed to eat the other crops, which England took? I've heard that recently. I haven't actually looked into it, but that would be yet another example of starvation being caused by policy and not the actual environment itself. So when they're talking about food shortages, folks, it's either because they're lying and there simply isn't one, or it's because they're planning to orchestrate one. And the reason they want to orchestrate one is because the more vulnerable you are, the more powerful they become. Let's end this segment before we go to break with this clip from Shawshank Redemption. Are you, are you going to eat that? Um, and plan on do you mind? Yeah, that's nice and ripe. Jake says thank you. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com as soon as the store's back up. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal. 
Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. He will be on the air on War Room this afternoon. Make sure you tune in for that. Great guest coming up at the beginning of the next hour today. I'm not sure if it's a secret or not. Is it a secret, Weber? Got Nick Fuente. Ah, man, come on. <laughs> Someone, someone of great intrigue will be here, and if <laughs> okay. you're still tuned in, in an hour, you'll get to have there one of go. the most magical hours of your life this week. Spain's Canary Islands are under siege as 5,000 migrants arrive in week amid historic surge. In the past week, nearly 5,000 migrants have reportedly arrived in the Canary Islands, a Spanish archipelago of the coast of Africa. Canaries are experiencing historic illegal migration wave with the island chain on track for more than 50,000 illegal entries this year. This is happening all over. Western culture is being infiltrated with refugees because the political class always sells out the people of its nations in a conspiracy to conglomerate power for itself. We've seen the same thing happen here in the United States where we reported earlier this week that hundreds of terrorists have been apprehended at the border, which means that thousands have likely gotten through unchecked. Tens of thousands of people of interest have been reported at the border, which means perhaps hundreds of thousands of people of interest have gone unchecked. Trump warns that the U.S. is more vulnerable from inside terror attacks than ever before. Donald Trump warned Tuesday that America is more at risk from terror attacks from within than ever before in the history of the country owing to the wide open southern border. And he's absolutely right. Here's what he said he's going to do about it in clip four. To the United States. I don't think a lot of good things are going to happen. And I will implement strong ideological screening of all immigrants. If you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country, and you are not getting in, right? We don't want you. They want the enemies of America coming in through an open border, and they want the patriots in America to be in prison. A Florida woman is sentenced on felony charge for actions during January Sixth Capitol breach. This from Washington. A Florida woman was sentenced on Monday, October 23rd, 2023, on a felony stemming from her actions during the breach of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Her actions and the actions of others disrupted a joint session of the U.S. Congress convened to ascertain and count the electoral votes related to the 2020 presidential election. This, of course, is from justice.gov, if you can't tell. Leslie Gray, 57, of St. Cloud, Florida, was sentenced to 12 months and a day in prison, 12 months of supervised release, $2,000 in restitution, and a $100 special assessment by U.S. District Judge Dabney L. Friedrich. Gray pleaded guilty to a felony charge of obstruction of an official proceeding on June 1st, 2023. It goes on to say, according to court documents, Gray traveled from her home in Florida to Washington, D.C. on January 4th, 2021 to protest Congress certification of the Electoral College. After arriving in D.C. on January 6, 2021, Gray went to the U.S. Capitol building and joined the crowd gathered at the premiere of the east front of the building, which was barricaded and patrolled by police officers. An hour into the protest, Gray joined the mob and surging forward, advancing past the barricades and up to the steps onto the east front of the Capitol, ignoring United States Capitol Police officers ordering the mob to stop. 
Ray live-streamed Facebook videos of her activity around and inside the Capitol that day and recorded her fellow rioters picking up and removing police bike rack barricades. So she entered the People's House and is now going to prison for a year and will always be a convicted felon. Outstanding. Just outstanding. We're going to get more into this dichotomy of the leftists, the globalists who run our country, the political class wanting to imprison those who love this country and import those who hate it. Make sure in the meantime you visit defendjones.com or defendowen.com and show your support there. And make sure you go to amazon.com and get a copy of The Great Awakening. Make us trend on Amazon. Show the world we cannot be censored. Chase Geyser presents the American Journal, capturing the spirit of the times on InfoWars. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, filling in for Harrison Smith. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you. I will be with you until after Christmas. Birth of the Messiah. Harrison Smith can be found, viewed, listened to, and seen on the War Room during that time. So make sure you tune in this afternoon and show support for the War Room. Keep us on the air. Keep the War Room on the air so that we have a nice, warm seat waiting for the great Owen Schroyer. When he returns, truly a fearless guy. I don't know Owen that well. I've interacted with him several times, all pleasant. My office is just a couple of doors down from his. I try not to bother him when he's preparing for his show. But he's truly a fearless guy, and he really is a free speech martyr. This is not something that he was doing for money or for attention, If he hadn't gone on January 6th, I'm sure that he would have kept his job here at InfoWars with his salary. This is something that he's doing because he believes in freedom of speech and because he's fearless. And not all people can be fearless. I would describe Owen Schroyer as a fearless person. I would describe Alex Jones as a fearless person. But there's a distinction between what it means to be fearless and what it means to be brave. To be brave is to have fear and decide or summon the will to overcome it. I hope that I'm a brave person. I would like to think of myself as a brave person. But to be fearless is another level. It's a a higher echelon. It's a higher form of enlightenment. And it's something that we've seen from our president, Donald Trump, in his recent statements Let's run clip two. Those people have no problem. If you want to challenge the result of an election, they hound you. Look what happened this weekend with two good people. They hound them and they scare them and they've, but we don't get scared. We don't get scared. I'll tell you what, I don't mind being Nelson Mandela because I'm doing it for a reason. I'm doing it for a reason. We know that our founding fathers were willing to die for their principles. They were brave and fearless. But this recent report shows that Mark Meadows isn't even willing to go to trial for his. Ex-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows granted immunity, tells special counsel he warned Trump about 2020 claims, according to sources. This is abcnews.go.com, so... Who knows that their sources actually even exist? Meadows said Trump was dishonest on election night, according to sources. First of all, how can you be dishonest on election night? 
because there was no way on election night, before the election, I believe, was even officially certified. How can you be dishonest about an outcome that's yet to be determined or before any investigations or verifications have come in? Mark Meadows, White House Chief of Staff, speaks to members of the media. Former President Donald Trump's final Chief of Staff in the White House, Mark Meadows, has spoken with Special Counsel Jack Smith's team. What a great guy, that Jack Smith, with his gag orders. He might as well be DeSantis. At least three times this year he's spoken with Jack Smith, that is Mark Meadows, including once before a federal grand jury, which came only after Smith granted Meadows Meadows immunity to testify under oath, according to sources familiar with the matter. Because they don't actually care about sending people to prison. They don't actually want to convict anyone of anything. That's why they negotiate these plea deals. It's not about putting these staffers away. All the political class wants to do, all the leftists want to do, is ensure that they can slander and disparage Donald Trump as much as possible. So they'll give anybody an awesome plea deal as long as they're willing to testify against Trump. We saw a similar instance with Jenna Ellis reported yesterday. The sources said Meadows informed Smith's team that he repeatedly told Trump in the weeks after the 2020 presidential election that the allegations of significant voting fraud coming to them were baseless, a striking break from Trump's prolific rhetoric regarding the election. According to the sources, Meadows also told the federal investigators Trump was being dishonest with the public when he first claimed to have won the election only hours after the polls closed on November 3rd, 2020, before the final results were in. So he's not really being dishonest unless he knows that he's wrong. Let's say, for example, that the election was legitimate and that there was no fraud. Let's just hypothetically conjure up this dream and walk through it. That doesn't mean that Trump was being dishonest when he claimed otherwise. He could very well have have believed otherwise. The left constantly accuses Trump of being a megalomaniac and egomaniac, egotistical, psychopath, sociopath, narcissist. Isn't it one of the symptoms of those conditions? Delusion? So on the one hand, they're implying that he's a delusional person. On the other hand, they're implying that he knew he was lying. He knew what was really going on. It can't really be both. It seems to me that it would be one or the other. So to say that he lied or that he was being dishonest really isn't backed. It's, it's sort of baseless. He, he could have been wrong. He may have been wrong. But I don't think that he was lying. I don't think he was wrong either, for that matter. Obviously, we didn't win. A source quoted Meadows as telling Smith's team in hindsight, oh, a source. Trump has called Meadows, one of the former president's closest and highest ranking aides in the White House, a special friend and a great chief of staff as good as it gets. Descriptions of what Meadows allegedly told investigators shed further light on the evidence Smith's team has amassed as it prosecutes Trump for allegedly trying to unlawfully retain power and spread lies about the 2020 election. Lies like the ones that they told about the 2016 election. Lies like the ones they tell us every single day. Meanwhile, another spineless testimony against Trump from Michael Cohen. Trump and Michael Cohen come face-to-face at a New York fraud trial. Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's former lawyer and longtime fixer, confronted his ex-boss face-to-face for the first time in five years on Tuesday when he testified that the former president personally authorized the fraudulent inflation of his net worth and property valuations. With Trump looking on, Cohen appeared at Trump's civil fraud trial in New York, where he told the court about his knowledge of the inner workings of the Trump organization. Cohen was an executive vice president and counsel to Trump for years, and he alleged that he and the company's former chief financial officer reverse-engineered Trump's financial statements to meet valuations that Trump arbitrarily elected. So, we're supposed to trust 
Cohen as he testifies that he's a liar. He's testifying that he's a liar, and based on that credible testimony from a liar calling himself a liar, we're going to use that in order to back up these claims that Trump was lying about his net worth for financial purposes. A crime, allegedly, which had no victims for loans which were paid back. (sighs) Meanwhile, more swampiness happening in Congress. Emmer drops out of the House speaker race after Trump calls a rhino supporters bail. House GOP chaos continues after Representative Tim Emmer, who earlier in the day won an internal ballot for nominee, dropped out. Emmer won the GOP nomination over House GOP Vice Chairman Mike Johnson from Louisiana in a secret ballot. But in a secondary roll call vote, 26 Republicans voted present or for another person, according to House GOP Conference Secretary Lisa McLean. If all members vote present and for a specific candidate, Emmer could only afford to lose four Republicans and still win the speakership on the House floor. His, withdra- his withdrawal after a group of Republicans made clear they wouldn't back him on the House floor. The move also came after former President Trump called Emmer a rhino and said that voting for him would be a tragic mistake. So that's a beautiful thing that we see populism taking hold again. And I wish we had enough time in this segment because Bannon had a lot to say about this populist movement and what's happening here. We're going to make sure that we go into that in the next in the next segment. But it looks like what Gates has accomplished in the House of Representatives is not a sign of chaos in the House, but a sign of American populism finally taking hold and standing up against the rhino establishment, which is really the uniparty establishment, which is really the political class itself. We're about ready to cut to break, so make sure during the break you visit defendjones.com or defendowen.com and show support for these great fearless leaders, these free speech martyrs, and help keep InfoWars on the air. Help keep these voices loud and active and broadcasted across the entire globe. Also, if you have a moment, go to Amazon.com and get a copy of The Great Awakening for yourself. Get a copy for your friends and get a copy for your family as well to help us trend and show the censors that we will not be silenced. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. 
we are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. So where are we? A historic fight. I just want to make sure that you understand the historical nature of what you've accomplished, because it's been extraordinary. The, the cartel and the apparatus have had a grip on the capital not just the administrative state and, and everything they've got in the executive branch, but they've had in the capital where they have a system that the incentives are to reward themselves to spend more money because they have a perfect mechanism in the Federal Reserve they can just print the – so you have the, the fiscal irresponsibility. That would be the fiscal side of the spending can be, can be backed up by a central bank that will back up monetarily that irresponsibility. That's how we brought the nation's finances to the brink of chaos. And we've called this every step of the way. Why? The math is not that hard. I would like to say, oh, this is so complicated. It's not complicated. Pretty straightforward. And now we have a time to break that cartel. You have taken out the leadership that they've spent 10 or 12 years building up with all those operatives and all those staffers and all that for the cartel. You've done it in three weeks. Now, it's not done yet. It's far from done. But we're towards the end. What did Churchill say? It's not the beginning of the end, but it's the end of the beginning. That's why Emmer, Emmer, and then snuffing out any hope of McCarthy coming back is the end of the beginning as we take it on and go to the next phase. But this is 100% you have accomplished what they call the pressure campaign. That Remember, the media told you, oh, it's terrible, it's backfiring. Don't look like it's backfiring from here. Looks like it's dead on. And they don't like hearing from you. When was pressure ever constituents calling up and say, hey, here's what I think. Here's what I would recommend. Here's what I would vote for you to do. That's called Vox Populi. And they don't like it. 202-225-3121. This afternoon, they're going to make their pitches. This evening, they're going to have their votes in conference. Tomorrow, they're going to come to the floor. We're going to rock and roll all week. Another epic week in the nation's capital. The wrong phone number there. The phone number is 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. And good news, our InfoWarsStore.com site is up and running again, so if you Oh, it isn't? I thought it was. Up locally. Oh, okay, gotcha. It should be up any moment then in the next 
hour, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Hey, sorry about that. We were doing maintenance overnight um, on the InfoWars store, and uh, it will be back up in about 30 minutes. It's up locally for us here in the building um, on our internet, but if you're having difficulties going to InfoWarsStore.com, um, what we're doing is uh, we're, we're kind of switching up the backbone of, uh, of our sales and... Um, the, uh, the software that handles that. So here in about 30 minutes, if uh, you've been waiting to pull the trigger on a product, by about 10 a.m. Central, you should be good to go. Perfect. Thanks for that uh, that feedback there, Weber. I appreciate that. So we just saw Bannon speak about this cartel, as he calls it, this sort of cabal of these central bankers. And the central banking system and the fractional reserve banking system are designed to enrich the political class because our founding fathers set up our government, they set up our constitution so that if the federal government were to coin money, it would have to do so with precious metals. And so the Federal Reserve was created as a private bank as a way to circumvent that rule. And since the U.S. currency is created by a private institution, it is able to bypass the backing or the standard of a precious metal, like a gold standard. And what happens is our political class, which is supposed to vote to raise taxes and agree, our representatives that we elect are supposed to agree to raise taxes before taxes are raised, is able to actually tax us through inflation by printing money. So when they print money and they give it only to their little club, They're not actually taxing us because they're not taking dollars out of our accounts, but they are taxing us through inflation because they are ensuring that they have a greater proportion of all the dollars that exist. So rather than having $10 and then taking $5 of your $10, they just make it so that there's a total of $30 and they have 20 of them. And so then they have two-thirds of all the wealth instead of half. And this is how we've been taxed without proper legislation or representation for over 100 years now. And this is why our political class has formed into a uniparty and why that uniparty has become globalist and conspired with other uniparties of nations leading all over the world, why organizations like the UN exist, why organizations like the WHO exist or NATO or the WEF is because they conspire together to control currency and to ensure that when inflation is conducted, it disproportionately benefits their political class. So they print money, and then they give government contracts out to either businesses that offer services or aid in humanitarian areas or to military contractors. That's why they always love war. That's why all of the world wars, including this one that we're in now, all three world wars have occurred within 100 years of the establishment of the Federal Reserve Bank. Wasn't ever a world war before that. And every government has attempted to do something like this in the past. If you look at the fall of Rome, one of the main reasons that the empire collapsed was because they were debasing their currency. And the reason they were debasing their currency is because it was a way for the leadership to tax the people without taxing the people, without actually having to collect. You just make the currency cheaper. That's what, we're do- that's what they're doing. And that's why you see news headlines like, the U.S. will act decisively if Iran attacks its personnel, according to Blinken. 
He told the United Nations on Tuesday it does not seek conflict with Iran, but Secretary of State Blinken warned that Washington would act swiftly and decisively if Iran or its proxies attacked U.S. personnel anywhere. It's why you see headlines like, Israel sees Gaza ground invasion inevitable, insists no U.S. veto. In fact, it will insist on U.S. support, and we would love to support them, not because we care about Judeo-Christian values or because we feel bad for the innocent Jewish people there, but because our government wants any excuse it can have to print more money, especially since we're facing a crisis of our currency. It's why we see headlines like U.S. forces in Iraq, Syria have been targeted 13 times in the past week because, by the way, if we're being targeted— then that's a justification for us to engage in a conflict. It's why we see the U.S. Army giving its only two Iron Dome batteries to Israel. It's why we see our leaders, like hypocrite New York Governor Hochul, visiting Israel wearing body armor that she banned in New York. But it's also why the people may end up with a speaker that is actually populist, because we are catching up to this. We are catching on to this, just like Bannon says. We are aware of this corruption, and now we have reports that Mike Johnson wins the House GOP's latest speaker nomination. Some Republicans are bullish that Johnson will solve the conference's seemingly impossible math problem. Representative Mike Johnson won a closed-door contest on Tuesday night, that's late last night, to become his party's fourth speaker nominee. Now the Louisiana lawmaker faces the same task that felled the three previous aspirants for the job securing the 217 votes he needs to win the house floor and i am happy with this nomination i am pleased with the endorsements that i have seen come his way i am glad it is not another swamp creature like mccarthy or emmer or the likes of any of these others who have voted every time to fund ukraine i'd like to have an american as speaker of the house stick with us folks we'll be back right after this break make sure you visit defendjones.com Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance this is my second book part two of the great reset in the war for the world it's a longer book a quite frankly more powerful book and just like the last book went to number one it is up to you to send to number one right now this is a cultural fight against the globalists and it funds the info war get signed or unsigned copies of the great awakening right now at infowarstore.com I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser. We have a great guest coming at the top of the hour. Nick Fuentes is going to be joining us today. This should be a fascinating conversation. So I'll be taking calls for the next 27 minutes. Make sure you call in 
877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. I want to hear what you have to say, what you think about the show so far today, the news. First up, I want to hear from Henry in Chicago. Henry, what's on your mind this morning? Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my phone call. My, what's in my mind is that, first of all, I want to say we got to get rid of the deep state. We need to abolish the uh, Federal Reserve and get rid of the uh, enforcement agency, which is the IRS, they're coming after us with weapons. And not only the, the IRS, but the FDA, the USDA, all got weapons. They're going to come after us. And people need to wake up. Also, I, I need to point out, because no one is pointing this out, Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 1 of the Constitution says, all the taxes have to be spent for the welfare of the United States, not Israel, not Ukraine, not any other country. And any politician that violates the oath to the Constitution should be impeached. Why are they stealing our money, number one, and sending it away? They're taking over 40% of our income. Now, if you're about, the, we need to get rid of the 16th Amendment, which is unconstitutional. If the Supreme Court ruled that any ruling by the Supreme Court that does not apply to the Constitution to be nullified. So we need to start getting our money back. This is why this country was funded against taxes. And this country was funded on dissent, not consent. So we need to take our country back. You know, forget about this. Politicians, oh, yeah, we're going to take care of you. You're violating the Constitution on the Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 1, to send money to our money to other countries. Mm-hmm. And also, people need to realize what's going on in the Middle East is part of the Nazi agenda. Israel, Israeli people do not realize that the government is run by Nazis. Same with our country. People don't realize that we lost the war against Germany. They got the Nazis on the, the, they brought all the scientists here. And people need to wake up. We're no longer a, a, a republic. We yeah. run by precious yep. government. Yeah, and it's need, true. We need to, we need to uh, fight back. I mean, we need to protect our Second Amendment because people do not realize any other country that doesn't have the Second Amendment, they, they violate their rights. That's why our founders gave us that right. It should not be infringed. And any politician that starts to ban the, your right to own guns is violating the Constitution. They took an oath. Mm-hmm. So we need to impeach them. People need to start looking at the Constitution. That's what they don't teach it anymore in schools because they want you to be dumb and compliant. Sorry, yeah. I, I was born free and I will die free. And like I tell people, our country was founded on dissent, not consent. So stop playing games. Stop demanding that they don't send money to any other country. And stop stealing, stealing our money. And we need to get rid of the IRS and the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve is a, um, a scheme to steal your money. Yep, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And, I, you know, I, I like what you said about emphasizing the simple fact that our politicians took an oath. They took an oath to protect yeah. the Constitution and our current form of government, which is why it boggles my mind that we constantly hear this rhetoric from mostly the left, but definitely both the right and the left, that XYZ is a threat to our democracy. When the word democracy isn't mentioned once in our Constitution, this is a constitutional republic. And if you've taken an oath to protect our Constitution and to protect our current form of government, advocating for democracy is to advocate for a different form of government. And I know it's semantics and it's rhetoric, but any politician who advocates in favor of democracy, in my opinion, is either intentionally or inadvertently a traitor. 
I just I just feel that way. I think you should be impeached for advocating for democracy unless you're trying to have a constitutional amendment to our constitution in order to change it to a democracy. That's really the only time that democracy is legitimately practiced. And the reason that our deep state and our government and our politicians always spend all this money overseas and say that it's because it's in the interest of our national security is because of what you said about the constitution. Our taxes have to be spent for the welfare of the citizens of the United States of America. And so they always put everything in the guise of being in the interest of our own national security to protect them from that stipulation. I do appreciate your call, Henry. That was an awesome call. Great feedback there. Let's hear from James in Indiana. How is it that we can hold our country accountable and do things like shut down the Federal Reserve or the IRS or take our tax money back when the courts themselves are corrupt? Oh, absolutely. The courts are complete garbage. What they're doing to President Trump is a national disgrace. You have lawyers that should have been giving President Trump advice, but now they're having all these felonies dropped to go against President Trump. It's not about justice. They put murderers in witness protection programs. It's all about destroying whoever's targeted, and they love when other people use your information because it saves them time on making up fake evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, What's happening to Owen Schroyer is a national disgrace. Mm -hmm. The government's going after anyone that speaks out. We have a problem here in Indiana where the IG came out and stated that veterans will use the, use the news media to get what they want. What that translates into, if you speak out against these corrupt agencies, the federal government's coming after everybody. It's a complete atrocity. Yeah. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. And we even have politicians on the right now calling for the censorship of freedom of speech. They're not prosecuting or persecuting anyone yet, but they are trying to shut down organizations, which brings me to my next call. I want to talk to Bart in Florida about Ron DeSantis and his free speech laws. What are your thoughts, Bart? but it looks like he's controlled opposition. Mm. I don't really like the Palestinian point of view, but I think they should be able to talk, even though I don't like them. And I'm pissed off as hell that they locked Owen up. This is an injustice, and he must be released. 100%. 100%. How long have you been listening to Owen? Uh, The first time I called him was, well, I've been listening to him for like since like 2015, but the first time I ever called on his show was like 2018. Wow, long-time listener. Yeah, and, and I'm praying for you, Owen. I want everybody mm. listening. I don't care what religion you are. Pray for Owen right now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that call and for showing support. And you guys can show support for Owen by sending him letters while he is in prison. His details are on the screen right now. You can go to defendowen.com and support him as well so that when he comes back from his federally sponsored vacation, he is well positioned to Take up the mantle again and lead in the front line of the info war. Next up, I want to hear from Christian supremacist in a giant garden. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. How are I'm, you doing? Getting, yeah, you caught me in the middle of getting a bagel. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian supremacist, and I believe everyone should love each other and live in peace, and we all live on a garden, and the Bible's real. That's right. I'm a supremacist. I'll fight and I'll die for my cause. We're all one. I love you all. Everybody come together. We are all one. I'm a Christian supremacist, baby. Let's go. Woo! There you go, man. Beautiful call. I appreciate it. Let's hear up from Donald in Baltimore. Donald, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm calling because I see a lot of callers calling, and I heard you yourself say that Rome fell. Rome never fell. Rome fell back. That government is still in effect. It's just behind the scenes, and it exploded because it got to go to the court of the Bible. Everybody keep getting in these gray areas and worrying about 
how the thing's going to take place. God told a lion spirit, how you going to uh, convince Ahab to go up to Ramagilead? He used a lion spirit to do that. God say, I kill him and make him alive. Y'all keep playing, saying the devil. Devil is just somebody with horns in his nose where God pulled his chain anytime he wants to to carry out his will. The problem was man fell. He mm. brought death into this world. And mm. how God brings the end into that is how God brings, whether you like it or lump it, God's going to bring an end to that. And how he orchestrating whoever he got, the players in the game, people catch your attitude. They talk about our government, take our guns. Some spirits can't wait to come get your gun. One angel killed 140,000 uh, Assyrians. They can't wait. They're looking for that one that stands out and say, I'm going to fight. What you fighting for, Death? It's a dead system. You're fighting to say, can I keep my pool? Can I keep my house? Can I keep my shiny thing? No, God said got to end. That's death. This is a death situation that people try to make life in. The only one can make life in a dead situation is God. That's why he gave us Jesus Christ to bring life to us. Everybody talking about fight your way out. The only way you fight your way out is with prayer and being on the Lord's side. If you're on any other side, you're a loser. Wow, great call, Donald. That's something to think about. Very good stuff there. Stick with us, folks. After this break, we will be right back, of course, with our great guest, too, coming up at the top of the hour, Nick Fuentes. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. the American Journal. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who will be hosting the War Room until after Christmas, while I will be here filling in. 
Right out of the gate, I want to take a call from Taylor in North Carolina. Taylor, what's on your mind? Hey, can you hear me? Yes. All right. Hey, Chase, how you doing? I'm good. Um, number one, I love you guys. And um, I really, really hope people start um, start giving all that they can to you guys. Because I listen to you every day. I don't really have to listen to anything else because where else are you going to get unbiased uh, reporting? Because mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see that play out in real time with Harrison having his own viewpoints and opinions, you having your own viewpoint and opinions, Alex having his own viewpoint and opinions, and none of you guys ever cross each other. And that is just that's fantastic. So I really hope people start buying the products and just start giving. I actually had a very emotional conversation about that with my wife this morning. Um, was on on X or Twitter or whatever, whatever. Um, and I'm trying to spread as much information as I can, as unbiased as I can, using you guys as an example. But I came across a video of Alex, and someone had called in, giving him crap about not doing it for, for Owen. And, you know, I, the response that Alex gave was just so, like, you could, you could see it in his eyes. He's not lying. He's, I'd love for you to not, send that to me in a DM, lying. by the way. Taylor, I'd love for you to send me a Twitter DM uh, with that link. I'd like, love to see that. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I mean, it's just so heartfelt, so like heart-wrenching. And you yourself, like me, myself, I'm, I'm just a guy. You know, I'm struggling every single week. I got two kids trying to keep them away from all the, the horribleness. We just got done moving to a place where is like a... And, a small hometown and we're just strapped. And I just started taking uh, the supplements. I just started taking, um, let's see, DNA force plus, um, uh, the, uh, red, real red pill. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the turmeric, uh, just started taking all of them, taking the, the, the iodide. I wish I could have started earlier. You know, I really wish I could have, because I've been listening to you guys for years, but, but Oh my God. Absolutely. So is my wife. My wife is the one who is like skeptical and just within, within just a few days, she started saying, wow, we really need to work into the budget to keep you on these things. Cause like she can see a difference. If she can see a difference, then it's working. Cause it takes a lot for her to, <laughs> to pick I know up. the feeling, man. I so, know the feeling. <laughs> but my, my main, my main reason I'm calling in is um, I, you see all the demonstrations, you see all the demonstrations with uh, pro, pro-Israel, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, all that stuff. I'm just sitting here going, why? Why can't people like me, and of course I have my own answers to my own question, i got to figure it out myself. So, I mean, I'm in the same bucket, but why can't we, as just like we, we the people that see what's going on, those with eyes and those with ears, why can't we have our own pro-America demonstrations? leave everything out of it and just say, this is what we care about. This or these are the things. Forget everything else. And I mean, I, I'm not being heartless when saying sure. that because sure. everyone sure. that is being affected by Palestine and Israel, all the innocent people, like that's, that's terrible. But our place is not over there. Our place is here. Our place is for our own people. And if we are to do anything then we need to use our political prowess to vocalize that we condemn um, violence 
and and slaughter of any innocent, right. regardless right. of who they are, regardless right. of what region. And we need to start calling out demons for who they are. You know, whenever I'm trying to spread as much as I can on X, as unbiased as I can, I'm human. I got emotions. I make mistakes. I try to apologize for the mistakes that I make. Um, but it's kind of up to us to be our own MSM, and it's kind of up to us to do our own pro-America demonstrations and just, you know, really show that it cut right through, cut right through the bullcrap, because at this point in time, a majority of the people feel the way that we do. It's only, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a faction of the people that either go left or right. Yeah. There's a more of a majority that is silent, that feel the way that we do, and they need to stop being silent. Taylor, it's coming. It's we coming. need to stop being silent. It's coming. He, well, I, I'm so glad that you called. First of all, it's touching how I can, I can hear it in your voice, how emotionally invested you are in this country, in this movement, and the circumstances that we're in. So I really do appreciate your call, and I appreciate the plugs and the support, and I agree with everything that you said. I don't think that the leftists or that the globalists realize the enemy that they're creating, just like Israel doesn't realize the enemy that it's creating, because everyone who survives in Palestine is going to come back with a vengeance, whether it's 10 years from now, whether it's 20 years from now, whether it's two weeks from now, it's going to happen. When you do an injustice on a people, you catalyze a blowback. It's happened all throughout history, and it's happening now in America because I know that millions upon millions of the listeners out there in America are going to sleep at night wondering how they're going to pay their mortgage or whether, whether or not they're ever going to be able to make a down payment on a house. I know that millions of Americans are concerned about whether or not they can afford their grocery bill. They're concerned about sending their kids to public schools when the public schools are teaching Marxism and they can't afford to send them to private schools. I have felt the pangs of middle-class Americans struggling. I know what it's like for your income to stay the same for several years while all of your expenses go up. When you go to the grocery store and you come out with less than is on your list, when your politicians constantly lie about you and to you and disparage you and endeavor to imprison you just because of what you believe and who you support, there will be a reckoning in this country. The only thing that we have to worry about as patriotic Americans, in my opinion, is making sure that we maintain our integrity and our character when all of the power is ours again. Because there will be an inclination in our hearts to exact a vengeance, the likeness of which the world has never seen when we take this country back. It will happen because what they have is not sustainable. It's a Ponzi scheme. It will collapse and they will be begging for mercy. So prepare now before you are in that excited emotional state. Prepare now for how you believe you should react when your country is yours again. We've got a great guest coming up in the next segment, Nick Fuentes. I'm very, very excited to speak to this fascinating, fascinating person. In the meantime, I want to make sure that we have an op opportunity to watch a clip of something he said recently. Go ahead and run clip nine. I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't care that much about this conflict, just like I really don't care that much about Russia and Ukraine. But... Just like with Russia and Ukraine, this conflict has severe consequences for our adversaries. And what are we? We are an American sovereignty movement. You understand what that means? 
We believe that the American people should have sovereignty over their own country. It means that we should be able to determine, we Americans should be able to determine how our country is run and what happens in our country. We don't have that right now. Right now, our government is captured by foreign interests, one of which is Israel, one of which is the Jewish maximalist Likud party in Israel, which dominates our government. The Likud regime in Israel has captured our government. They're responsible for the censorship. They're responsible for the war in Iraq. And if Israel's genocide of Gaza is going to rally international support against them, then once again, this becomes a situation where the enemy of our enemy becomes our friend. And so, although I'm an American, and I'm an America firster, and on some level I am ambivalent in a true sense about the outcome of these conflicts, we have to recognize their strategic importance. America is the seat of the liberal empire that controls the world. And we are enemies of that liberal order because of our old world views. And so to the extent that Russia is rolling that back or China is rolling that back, to the extent that Israel is being led into a trap which will alienate it from the world and diminish its influence, then we have to support these causes. We have to be strategic about it. A little bit there from Nick Fuentes, who will be joining us at the beginning of the next segment, the beginning of the hour. Very excited to be speaking to him. In the meantime, make sure you go to Amazon.com and get a copy, at least one copy, of The Great Awakening. We want to make Alex Jones trend. We want to make The Great Awakening a bestseller on Amazon so we can slap the face of all those who endeavor to censor truth, all those threatened by the truth. Go to Amazon.com and purchase your copy of The Great Awakening today. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation all three of these are back in stock and they're incredible and they fund our operation at infowarstore.com 